So hello, I'm Karthik and welcome to ESPN Crick Info Stump Mike. I just wanted to say before we start that all of you listening to this podcast, especially if you're in India or you have friends and family in India, I hope you all are safe. Uh, I hope you all are taking care of yourselves. I know that it may be weird for a lot of you all and I've heard from a lot of people that watching cricket is not the easiest to do at this time. For some of you all, the IPL is proving to be a distraction in the evenings from all that is happening around you. But the most important thing is please take care of yourselves, take care of your friends, take care of your families and help each other in any any way you can. And once again, I reiterate, please if you are able to stay at home as much as possible and wear a mask. Now, let's get on with the show. With me today is Devan Sen. Devan, how are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, on on I mean on that note itself like you know, there's a couple of people in the family who are affected by covid, so just looking after them has been uh, sort of hectic. But on a different note, yes, the IPL has been uh, quite exciting this time. Uh, a few unexpected uh, surprises and one I'm sure which a lot of our readers know is that there's Hindi ball-by-ball commentary this time. So just for those who haven't checked it out, please do on our app as well as uh, on the website. Uh, there's a little icon which gives you the language option and you can enjoy some uh, pretty uh, funny and quite on-point Hindi uh, ball-by-ball commentary. Yeah, for all of you who don't know, Devan is the one who's leading the charge in bringing Hindi ball-by-ball commentary to ESPN Quick Info. He is, it started at the start of the IPL. Devan, how has the response been? Yeah, it's been pretty funny. I mean, uh, obviously, because it's a, it's a language that a lot of Indians do uh, relate to and there are many sort of cultural references, pop culture references, which can be brought into commentary. Uh, so it's given us that little freedom which probably English wouldn't have because you have a much more global audience. And yes, I mean, the language itself is such a rich one that there's there's plenty of scope for uh, doing some interesting stuff. In fact, uh, our second panelist today, he shot uh, a video with one of the stars of this IPL thus far. And it was so much fun for the whole Hindi team. We are so happy that that was the first video that we produced entirely in Hindi. And an outstanding video it was shot none by none other than Shashank Kishore. Welcome, Shanky. Hey, Karthik. Hey, Devine. Uh, good to be on the show. And as we've uh, spoken about time and again, uh, grim times, tough times. But uh, as you mentioned, I think it's important for all of us to write this together and uh, stay in it together and stay safe. And on that note, yes, it was uh, a great fun uh, meeting Chetan Sakarya uh, and his parents and his family uh, in Bhavnagar. It was a quick trip. It was literally a, a four, less than 48 hours. So flew in a day. Um, did a test, cleared the negative uh, instant test, then went over to his hometown, met his family, met him, went over to the academy where he practiced. So it was basically tracing his journey from uh, Vartej and what an inspirational story it was, or it is rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deban, this video, you can see it on our website as well. And of course, the Hindi team has social media channels of their own. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Crick Info Hindi is where we are at on Twitter and ESPN Crick Info Hindi on Facebook as well. So I would appreciate a follow back because, yeah, we are also using as much of humor and, you know, uh, film references from time to time. So it's it's been a good fun journey. Plenty of Shah Rukh Khan fans, I must say, on your team. Yeah, there were plenty of them. All right, so back to the cricket. We're four games in for each team in IPL 2021. And lo and behold, Shanky, Royal Challengers Bangalore are on top. Now, Shashank, I remember that you did not get the opportunity to come on our RCB preview. So we didn't get a prediction from you. But hand on heart, 
would you have predicted RCB having a 100% record, topping the table and dominating teams the way they have done so far? Absolutely not. I mean, it's a massive surprise. But having said that, uh, I think they're one of the few sides who did really well at the auction in the sense they were clear about what they wanted. Uh, they wanted a, a big-ticket uh, signing to kind of take the pressure off Kohli and De Villiers. And they got that in Glenn Maxwell. And uh, they've also uh, been very, very prudent and very, very sharp in their uh, off-season signing in Harshal Patel, who they've tracked for a bit now. And Harshal was also with RCB a few years ago, went over to the Delhi Capitals, uh, didn't get too many opportunities. But in the interim, he's been really good in domestic cricket, both as a batsman and as a bowler. And uh, we've seen him uh, really deliver so far uh, with, in the death overs for RCB. So uh, those two signings have really proved to be crucial. And uh, yes, it is a surprise to see them uh, topping the table at this point in time. But uh, the good work that they've done um, in the off-season with regards to scouting and at the auction is finally showing. And RCB aren't known to be uh, great at auctions. They've made uh, a lot of uh, mistakes over the years. They've been a butt of many, many jokes at the auction. Uh, nearly became a butt of another joke this year with uh, Chris Morris, the way where they went after him, especially after releasing him. But having said that, I think it's a great start for them. And they're really looking the early trendsetters. And I mean, I won't say that they're front runners now for a playoff spot because 13 years of disappointment, um, those who went there really know that uh, this team is also probably capable of losing three or four in a bounce like they did towards the end of the, uh, the previous season. But the signs are promising. But what they've given themselves, Devan, is that little bit of a leeway, right? Like, even if they go on a bad run, because they will be shifting cities. They've been playing at this Vank- at the Vankare the entire time. So, who knows how other cities and other stadiums will treat them. But even if they go on a bad run, they've given themselves the best possible opportunity to not just finish in the playoffs, to possibly finish in the top two, which gives you an added advantage going into the playoffs. Uh, yes, absolutely. And in fact, uh, when uh, we did, uh, or rather, I actually composed that tweet, which was for preseason predictions on the Hindi handle. So, in response to that, my pick was RCB as champions. And the playoff spots for me were MI, RCB, DC, SRH. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no individuals from them uh, were uh, either like, you know, orange cap winner or purple cap winner. And so far, to an extent, that has come true. Uh, probably MI's form in the early stages has been, been a little bit of a concern. But I'm not surprised personally. And and you'll recall when we did the MI preview po- uh, podcast where uh, both Anisha and I were of the opinion that perhaps uh, this was the best uh, possible chance for RCB to beat MI as well. So they've just fed off that confidence. And I think what, what I've liked personally, I think every point has been covered by Shashank about uh, the two players who have made a key difference to the team. But what's been noticeable is how they are growing in confidence this time. But yes... Again, what I think the RCB fans themselves realize is that this is a team which can also go on a negative turn. So, uh, it's it's important not to lose focus. Uh, what uh, Virat has been speaking about, the fact that they need to take it game by game and not uh, think too far ahead. But it's, it's a genuinely good team and I think it's a team which is capable of winning across a lot of conditions. And I think they uh, ticked off a massive uh, box with uh, Devdat Padikal with the kind of innings that he played. So, that's that's just going to give them a huge, huge boost in terms of what they want to do this season. Yeah, Devdat Padikal scored 101 not out versus Rajasthan Royals last night. We're recording the day after. And going to uh, what you said, Tepahan, Virat Kohli after the match, uh, I think it was Harsha Bogle interviewing him and he asked him, what message do you have for RCP fans? Virat Kohli said, 
I would just say not to get overexcited. I think that's the sentiment that I think all of you are bringing to this to to RCB's current showing as well. Like they've started extremely well, Shashank, but I think there is still ten games to go in the league stage. Let's not look at the playoffs just yet. Yeah, I think what Virat Kohli was also mentioning was Isala Cup Pino Bandilla. <laughs> long, long way to go for that. That's what he was mentioning. But uh, yes, uh, and... a quick translation of that as well, Shashak. Yeah, the cup isn't in our hands as yet. Yes. The way they've gone about, uh, they've been very clear in what they wanted to do, uh, which is something that they've not been known to in the past. Uh, right from the start of the season, they were clear that Kohli was going to open the batting. Uh, and that's something that uh, became evident only towards the end of the previous season. Because until then, they were chopping and changing. And even if you look at the consistency in selection this time around, uh, they only made uh, tactical changes. Like uh, yesterday, you saw, uh, rather in the game against the Royals, you saw one batsman going out for an extra seamer. Uh, because Mumbai, obviously, you know, is a venue, high-scoring venue. So, they wanted to fortify their bowling. So, they played an extra bowler there. Uh, in Chennai, where they had a lot of bowling options, they played the extra batsman. So, they've made very, very... Uh, key changes and uh, tactical changes. It's not been changes that they've made for the heck of it. Uh, and uh, they haven't let uh, short-term uh, results influence them. Uh, towards the, That's something that we saw even towards the end of the previous season. And they've kind of, uh, you know, gone uh, on the same lines this time as well. So, I think uh, credit to the coaching staff for kind of maintaining that consistency. Debayan, Mumbai Indians, yeah. What's up with them? <laughs> they've won two. They've lost two. They do not look the force that we expected them to be. They are in the playoff spots. I'll I'll give you that as we record this podcast. But I think if I'm looking at their results, their high, their highest score this season has been 159. The two games they won, they've both defended low scores. This this does, is it is it just because they're playing in Chennai and when they maybe they're not going to get to play at the Vankade so when they move around other cities may be more beneficial to them. Yeah, I think you've uh, hit the nail on the head with those figures. I think the issue has been their batting and principally uh, Rohit Sharma's lack of form has definitely been a dampener for them. And what's worked in the past is that their middle and uh, sort of lower middle order has been able to bail them out, but that's not happened this year yet. Uh, because it is a rapidly evolving uh, league as well. Other teams have plans. They have, you know, uh, ways and means of countering what you do. Uh, I thought in particular the way that they capitulated against Delhi Capitals, which I thoroughly enjoyed, of course, being a, you know, Delhi boy myself. <laughs> so, uh, that was quite surprising because you would have expected them to really bring their A game and put on a, a bigger fight. But their batting just caved in quite early. So, that's a bit of a concern. And again, Kyron Pollard is showing his value, but uh, there's a lot more that needs to come, not just from him, but from the rest of that middle order as well. Uh, sooner or later, I would expect their top order to begin firing and then Mumbai will, I think, get back on track. So, I, I wouldn't worry too much about them. But yes, at the moment, they're definitely looking like a team which needs a lot of things to go right for itself. Hmm. Shashank, uh, is, it, is, it, is it fair to say that this is a familiar script, right? That Mumbai start a bit slowly. But as we reach the business end of the season, they are and they will be this season again the team to beat. Yes, absolutely. That's been um, a kind of a hallmark for them over the years. But having said that, uh, I think uh, they are also they'll also be desperately happy to move out of Chennai as soon as possible because uh, the wickets there haven't been the most friendliest for the batsmen so far, and especially uh, Mumbai. You've seen them uh, kind of struggle uh, to put up big totals. Um, where RCB have done well is they found two Mavericks in uh, 
A.B. de Villiers and Glenn Maxwell to kind of, uh, you know, uh, tide over these sluggish wickets. But Mumbai so far haven't found that even though they have uh, quality batsmen, uh, batters rather, in the team to kind of, uh, you know, take them forward. But yes, moving away from uh, Mumbai should kind of help them. But again, they, they'll be playing in Delhi, which is also notoriously known to be a slow wicket. So, uh, you know, it's going to be tough for them. But I think they've got the pedigree to kind of bounce back uh, from uh, the position that they are in so far. So, uh, it's not panic stations just yet for the Mumbai Indians. All right. We've seen a couple of new captains take charge in this IPL. Rishabh Pant for one, Sanju Samson the other. We'll get to Samson because we have to talk a bit about RR. But a quick word on Pant, Deban, and we'll start with you. This is his first in Test captain. Uh, how would you rate him so far? I mean, he does have three wins and four under his belt, but there have been some question marks about his captaincy per se. It's almost as if he is following a predetermined uh, script that was decided before and is maybe unable to yet take on field courts. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's still a pretty young young player in that squad. And even amongst him, there are so many uh, so many seniors. So that, that will always be a little bit of a concern. But I think Delhi, principally, how they've done this well is uh, largely down to one man, Shikhar Dhawan. He's been outstanding. I think we, we must make a mention of how uh, superb he's been. And just the kind of uh, evolution that he's had as a player. Clearly, this is a man who's determined that he wants to be considered for the T20 World Cup. He's, he's not happy about the fact that he was left out probably of the last uh, 11 that uh, played T20s for India. So, so considering you mentioned you mentioned that T20 World Cup, you remember you, me and Shamya, we were discussing on this very podcast before, before we came on. And Shamya was of the opinion that, okay, maybe Dhawan's time is done. And I think I was like, what what if he has a really, really good IPL? Is this that really, really good IPL? He's definitely made the right start. Now, the, the challenge for him will be to stay this consistent and to come up with perhaps even better performances because maybe one, cons- one uh, sort of uh, criticism could be that he's not finished off matches. He's got off to great starts, but then he's, in that flow, he's also tended to throw his wicket away, which, of course, is a great attribute as well in T20 cricket to not be selfish. But sometimes you you do want your openers to kind of get kind of get the job done uh, in the way that uh, RCB did in their previous match. So that's probably the level of ruthlessness that's still to be uh, determined by the Delhi Capitals. Also, their bowling has been uh, a little sort of uh, iffy from time to time. They were excellent against Mumbai, but uh, I think their bowling is still yet to hit the full strap. So. Uh, keeping that in mind, I would give a little bit of benefit of doubt to Rishabh Pant, the captain. But I think he's he's uh, been quite good. I, I would say that he's definitely not sort of lost it. He's probably been a bit less chirpy, which which maybe our fans who watch on television are missing a little bit. But uh, I think on the whole... <laughs> Especially in his interviews, right? With yeah, his yeah, post-match interview, there's, yeah. There's suddenly so much of sobriety about him. So that, that's a little <laughs> unnerving. But uh, it's a it's a decent team. And, and of course, one more person that we saw the best of in one game. But let's hope that he recovers that touch was Prithvi Shaw because he's played a couple of great cameos. But, but you need to see a lot more from him. And I mean... In that first match, the way that he was hitting that ball, that was just uh, out of the world. And that's the kind of performance that you want from a guy as talented as him because that is the kind of things which uh, spectators do pay money to see. The other first-time captain in the IPL is Sanju Samson, of course. And he's in charge of Rajasthan Royals, who has been record a bottom-of-the-table Shashank. And this is not, not something that was unexpected. I mean, I think most of us predicted that Rajasthan would struggle this season. Sanju had that one brilliant innings. Unfortunately, it ended in defeat. They won one match when Morris came good. But 
are we seeing what 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 we have come to expect from Rajasthan and especially with Ben Stokes having gone back home, Liam Livingston having gone back home without having played a part. This is probably a season best to forget for any Royals fans. And also Jofra Archer. I mean, uh, there's considerable doubt over his participation. Uh, there are talks that he could come in uh, towards the second half. But, I mean, the way they're going, I mean, if they're knocked out or if they're five or six losses into the second half, I don't think Jofra is going to make uh, any difference either. So, yes, it is a familiar start in that sense. Uh, also, we're seeing a pretty familiar script play out as far as Sanju Samson goes. And over the years, uh, you know, the biggest, uh, I won't say complaint, but the biggest uh, issue that he's uh, had to f- contend with is, you know, he starts brilliantly, plays one out of the world knock. And then, you know, it's followed by a string of low scores, inconsistent scores. And then by the time he reaches mid-season, you know, there's always this chatter around him unable to kick on and unable to produce scores consistently. And that's that's been the trend four games in as well. You saw that first game, that century that he made, uh, you know, at the Wankhede. Unbelievable ball striking in a chase of 220 to kind of hold his shape, to kind of believe in his instincts and believe in his game to the extent that he refuses a run of the penultimate ball and backs himself to score six of the final delivery. That's kind of, uh, you know, absolute confidence there. And what's followed after that is three tame dismissals. And that's not something that, um, you know, uh, an IPL captain or somebody who is talked off in, you know, as uh, one of the uh, best T20 ball strikers uh, going around in India or among the best, rather, uh, should have. I mean, he is uh, seriously good on his day, but uh, he can also be uh, a little ordinary when when it's not his day. And in a T20 World Cup year, when you're pressing for selection, I think uh, the selectors, the team management, the coaches, the captains, they expect a lot more from someone like Sanju Samson. So, while that century was unbelievable, I think, uh, you know, unless he backs it up with a string of uh, performances that will get his team over the line, I think, um, you know, he is, uh, I mean, time is uh, slipping away for him. I think he really needs to get back into his groove very, very quickly. Shanky, did it seem like reality hit home yesterday? Because after that defeat to RCB, when Padikal was absolutely brilliant, Sanju Samson was interviewed post-match and... He was pretty stern with his team. He said, we need to go back home and do some homework and have an honest review. Yeah, I think uh, firstly, in Mumbai, uh, we've seen over the uh, last couple of weeks or even over the last few years that Mumbai is the new Chinnaswamy. I mean, no total is uh, you know <laughs> uh, big enough here. Even 220 was nearly gunned down a couple of days ago. Uh, Chennai uh, Super Kings made uh, another 200 plus score. That should have been 240, but Kolkata Knight Riders nearly you know, got over the line. So, you've, you've seen that 200-plus can be comfortably chased down uh, over here. So, 170 in that sense um, wasn't that big a score. But considering the position that they were in, losing those uh, three or four wickets early on, uh, they did pretty well to get where they did. But unfortunately, you know, they you still get a sense that the spark is missing. Uh, the kind of spark that you expect from a senior player like, um, you know, Josh Butler, that's missing at the top of the order. Uh, they've had uh, Manan Vora coming in and playing uh, three attractive shots, but nothing thereafter. So they've, they've been faltering right at the top of the order. So uh, they're looking a little vulnerable there. The middle order looks okay, but again, unable to kick on. Uh, Rian Parag has uh, looked uh, pretty decent in, in whatever little we've seen of him, but 
he needs to you know be uh, taking a little more uh, onus on himself to you know steer that uh, lower middle order uh, and uh, i think um, it's something that they'll have to fix at the auction uh, obviously you know mid season you can only look at short term fixes uh, shreyas gopal somebody who was a prolific wicket taker for them a couple of years ago uh, you know is is completely finds himself in the cold i mean he i know he played uh, the game against rcb possibly because of that match up with kohli and de villiers but um, you know two seasons on he's completely uh, fallen away so uh, you just have to wonder if that old uh, rajasthan royals mantra of you know backing young talent giving them that platform giving them that exposure is kind of slowly uh, withering away i mean yes they've given that opportunity to chetan sakaria so far this season and he's done well but you generally would see the royals do a lot more of that unfortunately we haven't seen that so far and um, it i think there's a little bit of confusion in the royals camp at the moment that they'll have to quickly fix I think you're right. You know, the spark does seems to have gone from the Royal Challenge at least for this season. But what about two other sides? Yeah, Sunrisers, Hyderabad, Dubai, and the Kolkata Knight Riders. And I'm clubbing them together simply because I feel they're in the same boat. And that's that's not just because they have the same number of points and they're right next to each other in the table. But it just seems to me that they should be doing better than they are. That they have the players to do better. And it's a bit of a surprise that they have lost. Three games already out of four. Yeah, another commonality both uh, with foreign skippers. Uh, to be very honest, I didn't expect much from KKR this season. So SRH has been a little bit of a disappointment. And if I may, I would actually club another team with them, which is which is Punjab Kings, in terms of identifying the problem, which is that uh, these teams are not aware of what their best 11s are. Uh, they haven't come to grips with the conditions. They haven't come to grips with their best 11. They are still doing a lot of chopping and changing. if anything i would say that srh are probably best placed out of them because they have the potential to turn it around you know having a bankable player like kane williamson come in late uh, that has been a huge thing for them i didn't get to do much in the last match but uh, that has just allowed them a little bit of leeway in terms of their team composition but the absence of a middle order is galling for kkr it's it's a completely misfiring batting order i mean nothing has come right for them I know they got uh, 200 uh, or close to 200 in the last match, uh, the the one where they were chasing 200 plus. Uh, but the, even that required basically a, a frenetic bit of hitting hitting from the middle order. So it, it's basically been uh, the batters who have let most of these teams down. Uh, Punjab Kings are just showing their over reliance on KL Rahul, uh, KL Rahul again. So that's why these three teams, I guess, find themselves in a similar situation. But out of them, if you ask me, uh, I would expect SRH probably to set their house in order the first. if not uh, completely chanki do you concur do you think uh, srh are best place among the three teams that we mentioned there srh look good but i think uh, uh, they've also kind of been a little off the boil in the sense that uh, in the previous season they identified abhishek sharma and abdul samad to be uh, two big mainstays for them abdul samad the finisher and abhishek sharma who could bat at the top of the order and give some uh, handy left arm spin unfortunately we haven't seen that so far i mean samad was left out of the previous game because of uh, probably one bad shot in the, in that game against rcb and uh, abhishek sharma i thought he would have been a straight away a first 11 material but unfortunately it's taken him a while to get a game so i'm not sure what the thinking is i think they're uh, they they've backed vijay shankar very heavily so far and unfortunately he's been a bit of a letdown for them uh, with the bat uh, of course he's he's got a couple of wickets here and there with the ball but you know when he's had to play that finishers role when he's had to play that big knocks big cameos i think he's been a bit of a let down so 
uh, for someone who's played for india and for someone who uh, you know who was uh, once upon a time a number 4 at a world cup i think uh, a little more uh, is expected of him david warner of course is coming back from an injury but he hasn't really struck that kind of destructive form that he's known to in the ipl so much of it has uh, hinged on johnny besto because even manish pandey uh, we've seen uh, him go off the boil a little after getting off the starts you know he struggled with the strike rates so there is a bit of confusion in the sunrisers camp but yeah about 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 pandey yeah about pandey shanky yes yesterday when devdat parikal right when he when he hit his century there was then this list of uncapped players who have scored centuries in the ipl and the list had sean marsh it had paul valthati it had devdat parikal and it had manish pandey in 2009 and i was like wow years have just flown by that we were so excited about manish pandey in 2009 and we're here in 2021 and we're and we're like hey pandey he's just been Cynical, dropped also from there so that's turned to cynicism yeah it it's turned to quite a bit of cynicism you know and i was feeling upset about myself for feeling that way but i guess that shanky there is some truth in that right like pandey has not achieved the potential that that we saw at least in the ipl yeah i think it's a bit of a confidence crisis for him currently you know he uh he bats in the top order for karnataka and for sunrisers hyderabad in the ipl uh you know has always uh, come in with a sword hanging over his place in the indian team uh where he's had to do the finishers role and he's done it decently i mean i won't say that he's done badly but uh, he's just about done enough to kind of uh, float float around we've, we've just seen that one breakthrough knock in sydney uh 5 years ago and uh, and and if you if we continue to talk only about that innings 5 years on i think probably it's a sign that uh, i think he hasn't really fulfilled his potential so yes for all the early sparks uh, he's been a bit of a letdown but he's a quality player and hopefully he'll uh, you know come back uh, with a bang devan before we move on to the final team which is csk <laughs> one word from you because i was intrigued by what you spoke about kolkata knight riders that you didn't really think that they would do well on paper this should be a a fran- any franchise beating t20 side well they have they have players of pedigree but i think i base my assumption on the experience of maybe the past two or maybe even three seasons i mean including 2021 that there's almost a sense of that uh, they are basically especially when chasing they're just setting the game up for andre russell to come and do the job but that won't work out every time and especially now that uh, bowlers especially in the ipl seem to have wisened up to his strength areas and Uh, somewhat know how to deal with it you know that uh, wide yorker or the short ball angling across him from round the wicket that seems to work pretty well against him so uh, it, they've become a little bit of a one trick pony for me and that's disappointing because you're right i mean it's a team with a lot of pedigree and uh, hugely disappointed with how dinesh karthik has gone i mean it's almost as if his gone has com- his game has completely gone down in terms of what it used to be and the reliability that he used to offer and maybe it's also down to maybe their batting positions maybe a little shuffle here and there could help them but that's why i say that they are ha- hasn't uh, morgan been a bigger disappointment he than has, he has absolutely he has too so i think that's the thing that they have not really been able to nail down a the right kind of foreigners b the right kind of roles for their key players in the middle order and in all of that confusion there's just uh, i don't know if uh, i mean uh, i don't know what's the right word but there's just not been enough responsibility shown by the senior players so until and unless they sort that out uh, i think it's going to be a little bit difficult for them i think just to add to what debayan mentioned i think they've uh, they made it very clear even before a ball was bowled in the ipl that they're going to be di- dictated heavily by matchups and uh, going to be dictated heavily by uh, numbers and that's what probably one of the reasons why they got in 
Nathan Lehman, the England uh, team analyst, uh, the World Cup winning analyst with the England team, along with uh, their already existing, uh, um, you know, senior pro in AR Srikanth. So they've gone heavily uh, into matchups, and which is why it's a little disappointing to to see how uh, you know their their uh, plan of bowling Andre Russell at the death, especially with those wide yorkers, is has completely failed and you know they've kind of persisted with the same uh, failed plan you saw in three games in a row now that Russell has been taken to the cleaners of the death uh, and it's almost like every batsman knows that that ball is coming exactly and that's exactly why uh, he's already been found out and despite that you've seen him continue to do that and probably uh, that's something that they'll have to uh, look back and reconsider I mean before it's too late all right, so moving on then. The biggest surprise for me, Shanky, and I'll stay with you, this season has been Chennai Super Kings. I mean, you if you had asked me before, I would never have predicted that they would have won three. I've seen that the game that they're playing, it has changed as well, where I think everyone's role is now to just hit, except maybe Ruturaj, and even he showed that he can hit the last time around. It's gone, it's gone, it's gone well for them. I, I think I think we could leave it at that for now because they are, have been playing at the Vankade, which is a batting track. And I, I don't think, say, a Ruturaj Gaikwad 60 and 40 balls is something to get overexcited about. But they've started extremely well and better from what I would have thought they would have. Yeah, and it, it's very, very evident in Stephen Fleming's uh, tone in the press conference. He went through a series of press conferences uh, last season where he was downcast and he was absolutely... Uh, disappointed and he didn't let that disappointment, uh, he didn't even hide that last season but this season he's been a lot more chirpy and cheerful and and for good reason, I mean in uh, four games, I mean they've uh, made 180 plus uh, in three of the games and 200 nearly in in the previous game against uh, the Kolkata Knight Riders so the batting has really uh, come through uh, despite their uh, key batsmen in um, Suresh Raina not really having the kind of a season that you you expect him to start with. But I think the big, bit of a difference uh, there has been Moin Ali. I mean, he's been a revelation in number three. Uh, and and, the, and it, it all goes down to the way a player has been used. Moin was with RCB for three seasons, did not know what his role was. He was out, he was benched, he was bowling with a new ball, one over, two overs, and then he'd, he'd just, you know, cool his heels elsewhere in the field. He wouldn't bat until it was number five or number six, much after the damage had been done at the top. So there was no role clarity for Moin Ali. But that's something that the Chennai Super Kings have done superbly. Uh, they've kind of uh, invested in him. They've kind of repaid. Uh, they've kept faith in him. They've given him a clear role at number three, uh, something that belonged to Suresh Raina earlier. And that role is to just go after the bowling from get go. And that's something that he's done superbly. So he's made a big difference. And also, CSK have not let uh, emotions come in the way of the selection. You know, uh, they traded in Robin Uttapa for a reason because he was, you know, obviously he's had a prolific record in the IPL as an opener. Uh, but they've resisted the temptation to bring him back only because someone like Ruturaj Gaikwad showed and to code MS Dhoni the spark in the previous season. Uh, three man of the match awards towards the tail end of a disappointing season. So they gave him that continuity. He failed in three games, but they kept faith in him and he kind of repaid that faith. So uh, things are slowly coming uh, together for the Chennai Super Kings without their entire batting unit firing in units. And that's the best part about it. So clearly, uh, they seem to have uh, reworked the batting template of going after it right from ball one. And that's kind of paying off. And of course, it's helped that they've been playing 
much of uh, their cricket in Bombay. And of course, Deepak Chahar has been superb with the ball. So it's all looking good for them. Uh, I'd be very, very surprised if they don't make the playoffs after this kind of a start. Deban, every match, Dhoni comes for the toss. He looks at the pitch and he says the pitch looks tacky. <laughs> Please explain to me what that means. So what he means uh, essentially is that, uh, especially early on in a match, uh, uh, and I believe the first usage came after that first game against Delhi Capitals. Mm-hmm, so when, when the match does begin, it's still under somewhat, I mean, it's not completely uh, under the floodlights or rather it's just around, uh, you know, uh, twilight. So it's the floodlights are beginning to take effect. Uh, there is still a little bit of uh, grip on the surface. So when when the bowlers are coming in, the ball just stops a little bit. But as the evening goes on, so the matches are beginning at 7.30. So you assume that, uh, I mean, with, with over rates, I guess, uh, the second innings doesn't begin until about half past nine. So by that time, whatever little dew <laughs> At comes, the earliest. Yes. So the, the dew does con- tend to set in on, uh, on a few evenings, on a few occasions. And then it becomes much easier to bat because the ball just comes on a little faster. It, it zips a little quicker. And it also uh, gets wet when it goes through the outfield. Uh, but just to add to uh, what Shashan said, I completely agree uh, about the key difference that has been made by Moin Ali. But the one uh, sign of a warning is that out of their three wins, uh, three of them have come against the teams which are in the bottom four of the table right now. So in terms of quality opposition, they've only faced Delhi Capitals and they, they came a distant second in that match. So that's the one thing to watch out for, that how do they go against the teams which are likely contenders? You know, when they play a Mumbai, how will they go? When they play an RCB, how will they go? So those are, I think, the matches for me that will determine with their fate. I'm still not completely sure. Uh, also a matter of, you know, pride and sticking to your pre-tournament prediction. So <laughs> I'm not sure if they'll not slip by and allow somebody like an SRH or maybe even a Punjab Kings at some stage to revive their campaign and charge up the table. Uh, but yes, I mean, as of now, they're looking good for a playoff spot. But yes, there's still a lot of work to to be done because uh, in terms of genuine contenders, they haven't faced any apart from Delhi. So that that's that's where one needs to watch out for. Talking about uh, CSK's approach in the previous game, I saw something that I hadn't seen in a long time. And that is MS Dhoni coming out to bat and looking to smash the ball right from the first ball. Forget about the fact that the first ball did not hit the middle of the bat and it flew off an edge to the boundary of Sunil Narayan. That was probably the only way he was going to get a boundary from off Narayan. Right? Yeah, but 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 you saw him looking to smash the ball, every single ball that he faced, and that's something that we haven't always seen of Dhoni. I mean, whether it's a fifteenth over, whether it's a seventeenth over, you've always seen him in the last couple of years coming in, playing himself in, taking three. Or but 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 does it go back, Shanky, to what he said in the previous game, there, where he said the first six balls that I played in that previous match is could cost our team the next time around. So the next time around, he just went there and he said, I mean, I'm just going to throw my bat at everything. Yeah, I mean, very glad that he actually said that. I mean, he, uh, it, it just shows that he realizes that he can't, you know, stick to his old methods anymore. And it's great to see himself trying to, you know, go after the bowling, something that he was known to do when he early uh, came in uh, all those years ago. So it's good to see the captain too is kind of reworking his own set template that's brought him so much success. So, a lot to like about the way uh, CSK have approached uh, the campaign so far. And they won three out of four games without being at their best. I mean, uh, that's a big, big uh, sign that uh, uh, going forward. Yeah, a big boost for them as well. Now, now let's get into the top performers, maybe even the surprises of the season. And I'm going to start, I'm going to start with someone Shanky alluded to, Deepak Chahar for me. Especially his performances in the power play. I mean, I think you can, you can almost 
90% of the time win a match when your bowler takes four or three wickets in in a power play right i think i think he's been superb shanky absolutely superb i think deepak chahar i i was pretty surprised he couldn't get too many games uh, during the long stretch of home uh, limited overs games that india played against england but i'm sure he'll be a prime candidate for the t20 world cup i think what they look at uh, him for is uh, as a backup for bhuvneshwar kumar and considering bhuvneshwar kumar um, has been injury prone in over the last couple of years uh, he will deepak chair will always be that back to back i mean like like for like uh, replacement rather for bhuvneshwar kumar but with performances like these you know uh, possible that he'll even leapfrog uh, bhuvi uh, for a spot in the 11 because you've seen both the bowlers in comparison uh, i mean it won't be fair to compare both of them um, in the uh, the ipl so far but we've uh, not seen uh, any kind of swing for bhuvi so far whereas uh, uh, deepak chair has got the ball to bend back in move away the banana swing uh, i remember the ball that he bowled to i think was it mayank agarwal yeah yeah the perfect out swinger he's looked superb so far with the new ball and he's also been used well by dhoni who has kind of tried to bowl him out in those early phases so that you know he's reserved uh, the other bowlers uh, towards the end Shanky, I'll give you a minute to think of your pick, Deban. Who has caught your eye so far? Um, I would probably have to go with uh, Devdar Padikal based on uh, last night, but that's probably recency bias. Uh, so hang on. But but he did look superb. He he did he did absolutely. But I mean, it's it's not been all that consistent from him on a regular yeah, basis in the yeah. season. So I'm just like you know, omitting him for the moment. Um. I would probably have to go with maybe Shikhar Dhawan because it's been quite refreshing the way that he's batted and uh, really when he bats you know that Delhi are in control so that's that's been a major reason behind why they are uh, possibly one of the favorites for at least a playoff spot if not maybe the championship. Yeah, I mean he's I you wouldn't say that he's underrated but I I just don't think he's held in as high a regard in the T20 format as some of the other Indian players are and it's it's outstanding to see him come out there with 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 More often than not, a smile on his face. He looks like he's having fun on the field, and he performs so well with the bat and in the field as well. I think in two games in a row, he took three catches each. Right, Devad? Like that yeah, was yeah. that was a lot of fun. Absolutely, he's he's been a fine performer. And I mean, if I can just add a second name, I would say Harshal Patel. So another ex-Delhi player, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but like like y'all mentioned at the start as well, Harshal, he's in his post-match interviews. He's always said that he's been given a specific death over role for the IPL. So as Shanky mentioned, that probably helps his performance as well. Shashank, who has caught your eye? Uh, it's uh, it's a pretty easy one, Glenn Maxwell for me. I mean, mm. so oh, much yeah. has been uh, said and written about him over the years. Every year he comes into the IPL as this big ticket signing with this huge pressure riding on him to kind of. Play the finisher's role. RCB probably realized, uh, probably thought that you know the best way forward would be to take that burden of being this finisher away from him and bat him in the top four. And I just keep going back to this point. It's uh, a play. It's all about how a player is made to feel and thrive in an environment. I think he was with Kings Eleven Punjab uh, or Punjab Kings uh, last couple of years. He he just didn't wasn't able to get the best. They weren't able to get the best out of him. probably because they used him as that finisher and with every single performance that kept it kept going away from him the harder he tried uh, the more he failed uh, so rcb tried to rewrite that template by giving him a position in the top 4 and letting ab devilliers do the finisher's role and i think he's uh, really thrived on uh, some tough wickets so he's his performances really have come as a bit of a surprise and i think uh, he's looking at home here at um, you know uh, the royal challengers of bangalore 
similarly i mean harshal patel with the ball has been a revelation clear uh, definition of his role has kind of helped him thrive uh, that's something that i haven't seen uh, with the punjab kings uh, with uh, someone like a chris gale uh, you'd think that you know he'd be better suited to open the batting and kl rahul maneuvering the middle order probably uh, so so clarity of roles is key in the ipl and i think rcb have got it spot on so i would go with glen maxwell and on the bowling front uh, it's harshal patel as uh, debayan mentioned okay we still have a couple of minutes to go so especially this is this is in relation to the teams that are not doing as well yeah who are the one or two players debayan will start with you who have who have been a little under par underperforming so far this season but if they come to life uh the teams could do really well like for me the immediate name i can think of is david warner i think if he starts really being the david warner of old i think srh could easily climb into that playoff spot yeah uh, david warner and even uh, somebody like kl rahul who got off to a great start but somewhere uh, perhaps again you know the chatter around the strike rate all of that is just sort of getting to him shanky isn't it you who keeps saying i want to see the 2018 kl rahul who wouldn't want to see that 2018 <laughs> i mean that's something that's it's been a while since we actually saw him i, I don't know what it is about uh, rahul that something about his games uh, suggests that uh, he's a little constrained whether it's uh, the captaincy or whether it's uh, the responsibility of being wicketkeeper captain uh, opening batsman who's also now uh, having to contend with his place in the t20 team especially with a number of uh, young indian players coming through like surya kumar yadav vishan kishan is it the competition uh, for someone who's uh, as senior as him i wouldn't think so but you never know uh, what's really going on so something about his game seems a little off i think it's a matter of time hopefully he'll get it right sorry dibayan i think we cut you off there yeah pretty much uh, just uh, the same point from shashank i think uh, exactly that uh, the whole weight of expectations and the way that uh, punjab typically approach their batting that uh, rahul looks to bat and everybody else just bats around him but what's been happening especially when they've got it wrong is they've just lost a flurry of wickets including rahul and from there on there's just been no recovery so that's what they need to avoid in a couple of games Uh, and if exactly if he can kind of uh, get back to his old shape old form hit out and sort of uh, express himself well with the bat at the risk of using that cliche then perhaps it'll uh, begin to reflect a lot bet- better on them and the other batters will also have that little cushion when they come in because they have an explosive lineup uh, we have seen that with deepak hooda a couple of times already in this ipl but they need to uh, post substantial enough scores for their bowlers to defend Final word from the two of y'all, Shashank. Uh, massively excited about uh, the Kaveri Derby, as they call it, uh, Royal Challengers <laughs> Bangalore versus uh, the Chennai Super Kings. I think that's a that's a game that's uh, coming up this week. Uh, so it's something that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, obviously everyone knows which side uh, leads the rivalry here and how it's been grossly one-sided over the years. Uh, but I think. Uh, this time around it promises to be a little different so that's something that i'm really looking forward to uh, over the coming week and also i think uh, mumbai will make a swift uh, move up the ranks i mean they're too good a side to kind of be bogged down by these kind of results and uh, the kind of inconsistency that we've seen in the bat i think a move away from chennai is going to help them so a big performance is around the corner for them hopefully so mumbai expect them to bounce back and uh, yeah rcb to continue their winning run probably i mean of course i'm not saying that they'll be unbeaten but i think uh, um, they'll be closer to a playoff spot uh, this time next week i would say 
Yeah, I would actually uh, sort of wish for the opposite. I would want the race for the playoffs to be a little tighter. So as I'm looking at the points table, RCB on eight points, RR on two. In fact, I mean, four teams on two. So what I'm looking forward to most is these bottom four to start making an upward movement. I mean, it will naturally happen as well, but for them to close the gap on the top, say, two or three. Uh, because we don't want a situation where we are already aware of the playoff teams, you know, midway into the season. So, just looking for a few, I guess, uh, upsetting results or slightly, you know, warped results and some individual performances, individual brilliance is always something to look forward to. So, yeah, that would be my wish list. All right. Deban and Shashank, it's been awesome speaking to you in, uh, in, in this episode where four games into the IPL listener. You will join us next week as well, early next week, where we will be back with another episode of Stump Pack, where we look at what's happened maybe over the weekend in the IPL and the Kaveri Derby, as Shashank calls it as well. Until then, it's extremely important. Please, please, please stay safe. Take care of your friends. Take care of your families. Help in as much as you can. And if the cricket is able to distract you from all that is happening around you, please enjoy the IPL as well. Until next time, thank you so much.